Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 227 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a Microsoft Cloud advocate who specializes in DevOps and MLOps. He has been a programmer and consultant for more than 20 years across a broad range of industries, and he regularly speaks at conferences and other events around the world. So welcome to the podcast, Damian Brady. Thanks for having me. So, Damien, I really wanted to ask you about maybe a term that other pe- number of people wouldn't have heard of is ML ops. So, could you perhaps explain a little bit about that? ML ops is the idea of applying DevOps to machine learning projects. So, ML ops kind of seems to be the word that people have landed on. I would prefer DevOps for machine learning, but um, yeah, ML ops seems to be the the one that people are landing on. For me, it involves the whole DevOps lifecycle, you know, everything from the the idea all the way through the through to putting a, a predictive model or something in production and monitoring that it works as well. So it's a little bit of a crossover of DevOps and machine learning. And just in terms of your own career, how did you end up being a cloud advocate for Microsoft? I never really aimed for it. So I guess I was a developer. I've been a .NET developer for 20-ish years professionally. And I kind of, in, in each job, just looked at the things that I was interested in. And, and at one point, I thought I would try my hand at, at speaking at a conference that was local, or just not a local conference, like a, a user group or something like that, Yep. just to give it a try, see if I'd like it. And I loved it and kind of looked for every opportunity to do that over the next few years. At one point, the job just before Microsoft, it became kind of half of my job when I worked for Octopus Deploy. So I was you know, 50% writing code and 50% doing events and, and conference talks and things like that. Right, and, and you get to travel a lot, presumably, through the conference talking. Yes, yeah. So Prior to Octopus, it was it was uh, I did some with consulting as well, and it was kind of a little bit of a split. You know, if I needed to travel, part of that is my money, my time. Um, at Octopus, it became part of my job, and then with uh, Microsoft, it was a large part of my job, and that did mean traveling, you know, a lot, um, especially from from Australia. These are long trips in general. Yes, so that makes it makes it you know, entertaining, I guess. So presumably, um, most of your conferences are either in North America or in, or in Europe. Yeah, they are. I mean, we, we have a few different types of uh, cloud advocates in Microsoft, and there are some based in Australia who are more regional, and they will still do international conferences, but their focus is more you know, Australia, New Zealand. My focus is, is more worldwide. So most of the conferences I do are in the US or Europe. So... Damien, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? I mean, I kind of alluded to it in that I went from job to job kind of looking at what I was interested in. Um, and it took a couple of jobs before I, you know, it, it actually occurred to me, hey, I like this and I don't like that, which which I think is probably a career tip that 
hopefully you haven't heard before, which is just to pay attention to what you like and don't like. That was a tricky thing for me. And, and I think once I actually got it, I found myself moving towards positions that let me do the things that I enjoyed and, and avoided the things I didn't. Yeah, obviously that's something that comes about through experience though, doesn't it? In terms of you have to actually try these things out and find out what you do and don't like. That Yeah, that is true. I mean, if you're in a job where you're doing the same thing day in, day out, it's difficult to expand a little bit and find out what new things there are. So a lot of like the, the conference speaking, for example, I tried that outside of hours, which I'm not necessarily telling anybody they need to do work outside hours. I mean, there's work time and, and non-work time. But yeah, paying attention, I guess, to, hey, this particular area of, of IT is an area that I'm interested in and this area isn't. You could probably even go a little bit further back. And I, I got into DevOps because I found that whole area very interesting. The writing code and then letting it go and I don't know what happens when it's in production. It's common, but I kind of found myself caring a little bit more about what happens when it gets into production and how it gets into production. And so by kind of paying attention to the fact that that's an area that I would like to know more about and I would like to be interested in meant that that kind of, it shaped where my career went, I guess. And Damien, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah. So um, I was in a company, uh, a consulting company, and I was a state manager. So Queensland in Australia, Queensland is one of the states in Australia. And so I was, I was a developer and I was also kind of managing that state. And that meant a bit of you know, project management and, and that kind of thing. So I was on a call or one of our one of our customers, one of our larger ones, got in contact with me and asked whether we could have a chat about something that they were disappointed about, I think the progress of a project or something like that. So I called. I was relatively new to this kind of area, like this management area. And so I, I brought in one of the more experienced client managers onto the call with me. But my big mistake, which actually still haunts me now, is that I didn't tell the customer that they were on the call with me at all. So we were having a conversation for about, I think it was probably about 15 minutes before, stupidly, I said, oh, I might just ask, I'll call him Greg. I might just ask Greg, he's on the call as well. And there was silence. I didn't quite realize what a big mistake that was. I basically had somebody spying on this conversation without telling the customer. Yes. And they were they were predictably furious about it, almost lost that account. I got rightfully, uh, let's just say I got in trouble about, uh, for that, but it didn't occur to me at the time, but that was kind of a complete lack of respect for the for the person I was speaking to, you know, not telling them there was somebody else on that call. But that, <laughs> sure. yeah, it, it's not really a technical one, but it's a communication thing and something like that. And it's still... It is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So openness and transparency, those, those sorts of values. Oh, completely. Yeah. And it, it caused big issues. I mean, we, it wasn't a technical reason we almost lost that, that project, um, which was the largest one the company had at the time. Yeah, it was, it was because of that they nearly pulled out. Yeah, that was, like I said, I still think about that now, which is... Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I presume you've learned a few things from that experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't repeated that mistake for sure. Um, I mean, w- one other thing I guess that taught me is that that's not really an area that I want to be in. I I'm not a big fan of the uh, yes. of the kind of 
project management, sales. I guess it was sales to an extent as well. That's not really where my skills lie. But I mean, as a tangent, being a bit more respectful of other people's time, you know, and yeah, not surprising them with things like that. I certainly haven't repeated that issue before uh, since. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? It was a little bit to do with changing jobs, I guess. So I, I was in a job at Octopus Deploy that I really loved. I was in Canada at the time and the rest of the team was in Australia. Uh, I was living in Toronto and that was a great thing from the owner of Octopus to, to allow me to do that remotely, especially because there's no real time zone overlap. So what I what had happened when I was over there, I was starting to feel a little bit distant from the rest of the team. Um, and I got kind of out of the blue a message on Twitter from Donovan Brown, who is the, or used to be, I guess, the DevOps manager at, at Microsoft. He, he's kind of the face of DevOps at Microsoft. And he's moved moved up a little bit into um, a team called the Methods and Practices team. But he sent me a an out of the blue kind of message saying, hey, we're building this cloud advocacy team at Microsoft. Would you be interested in joining? So at this point, I was only vaguely aware he even knew who I was. So I think that message and reaching out kind of directly validated a lot of what I'd been doing over the last few years. It was kind of a, you know, these events and conferences and and blog posts and all that kind of stuff that I'd been doing it seems sometimes like they just disappear into the ether. You know, nobody nobody reads them, nobody sees them. But I think that was a bit of a highlight because it, you know, it validated all this all this stuff that I've been doing. There was somebody completely at the top of their game who had noticed and would like me to work for them. So, and that's definitely a great thing to hear. I think for a lot of people who do those sorts of things in terms of writing and speaking, to actually hear that somebody has has sort of indirectly benefited from doing those things is is a great story. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a little bit personal, a little bit selfish, I guess. Um, but for me, that was that was something that, you know, it, it made me feel like I've been doing the right thing, I guess. And Damien, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think in general, the, the fact that I don't see it going away or slowing down at any point. So I've kind of moved a little bit into the machine learning area um, with the MLOps stuff. And that was an area that I kind of felt unavailable to me. I'm not fantastic at math. I can kind of do basic stuff, but it always seemed unachievable to be able to do that kind of stuff. These days, it's moved forward so that I don't really need to have those kind of deep skills to do it. So ML is one area that's kind of launched. If you can look at any other parts of IT as well, and it's changing constantly. There's there's new opportunities and new new problems and new challenges and new techniques and new tech stacks and things like that. There's always something that's coming up and learning, and I don't think it's slowing down at all. So for me, somebody who's getting into IT now, it's not getting into a career that that is going to be doing the same thing as this person has been doing for the last 10 years. I mean, there's a good chance that the job you'll have in five years in IT doesn't even exist now. I think that's that's super exciting to me. The fact that it's certainly not a disappearing field; it's not stagnant. You know, it's growing and it's it's exciting. Yeah, it sort of begs the question also that we talk about 
sort of, as you said quite rightly, that there, there may be jobs in five years' time that just do not exist right now. But do you think that's change within the industry, or do you think it's just an expansion in terms of do you think it's getting broader, or do you think it's just changing direction? It is getting broader. There is a lot more stuff that you can do. I mean, there's a there's very subspecialized areas of of IT. I mean, I countless times I've met somebody else through friends who is also in IT, and we have no vi- no visibility over what each other does. And from outside IT, my wife is a doctor, so from outside of an IT field, you see two people in that same industry and think, oh, they'll have things in common. But it's it's quite common these days that we, we don't. We are looking at completely different areas of, of IT. And I don't think that was necessarily the case 30, 40 years ago. So if somebody was in IT, then they kind of covered a lot of stuff. Um, these days, you can specialize um, and subspecialize as well. It's a little bit of both. I think it's it's changing definitely. There's things that, that we did 30 years ago, specialties that we did 30 years ago that don't really exist now, or they do, but you know, they're their legacy, they're fading, they're going away. But there's also plenty more that have been added, I guess, plenty more specialties that have been added. So there's that great quote that every company is an IT company or every company yes. is a software company. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but <laughs> I guess from, from that respect, yeah, it's completely expanding. Every company is now involved in IT to some extent. Indeed. Or at least runs on runs on IT, yeah. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure, yep. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, so when I was 10, my dad brought a computer home, and it was an Amiga Basic. Oh, sorry, Amiga 500. And on exploring it, we were programming stuff with Amiga Basic, just from magazines and things like that. And I, I worked out that you could change the behavior of these little games by just making changes to to little bits of text. And that that was extremely empowering <laughs> to me. It, it just felt, you know, you felt like God a little bit. <laughs> Things like changing the speed of, of, of something within a game. That's exactly. always good fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remove all the obstacles, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? The best career advice, I think, is to probably know when it's time to move on. I was struggling with a job at one point and had some conversations with some some friends, and the ultimate you know advice at the end of that was, "Look, it sounds like things aren't going to change. You're not happy there. It's it's maybe it's time to look for something else." And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Uh, I'm tempted to say the opposite. Um, that you know to stick it out it'll be fine and i have received that advice as well there's been occasions where you know i've kind of been pushed to move into management and that's not really where my skills lie it's not what i'm interested in and i guess somebody advised me that look that's what happens when you are a, a lead dev then after after that you be, you move into management and that's just the way it works um so following that that accepted path i think in general is is not good advice. Um, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to move into management or, or anything like that. Stick to what you're what you're good at. Yep, I agree with that, definitely. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Uh, for me, I would probably look at meetups and user groups and, and those kinds of things a lot earlier than I did. 
I think I was a programmer for, I don't know, eight or nine years before I even kind of identified that those were things that people went to. And I think that was kind of a turning point for me when I finally went to one of those user groups. Um, it opened my eyes to things that that the company wasn't doing or that I wasn't doing in my day-to-day. So I think if I had to start it again, I would try and get involved in those things right from the start. I think that probably would have jump-started my career a little bit faster than it did. Yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, right now, I'm trying to I'm trying to get as much across machine learning and machine learning or DevOps and machine learning, so MLOps as, as possible. It's a kind of a growing field, and I think it's going to be incredibly useful in the next few years. So I'm really just reading as much as I can, trying things out as much as I can, speaking to as many people as I can to try and get get across that as much as I possibly can. I think that's my number one objective right now. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? That would have to be public speaking, I think. I mean, I've done some speaking courses, I've, I've, but most of it is just practice doing it over and over again. And I guess the skill there is being able to learn, distill that information and then share it in a way that, that gets the, the main points across and is entertaining. So that's obviously, yeah, definitely helped me in my career where I am right now. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I have a distinct advantage in that I'm in the cloud advocacy team at Microsoft, which is full of people who are experts in their fields and are great at communicating those ideas. So having conversations with those people who are outside my my realm of experience, I guess, has definitely kept my career energized. So I guess conversations with people outside of my, my sphere has led to things that I'm very interested in. That MLOps thing was almost entirely based on conversations with Seth Juarez, who is a, right. another cloud advocate in, in ML. So that's my number one piece there, I think. Talk to people who are outside of my sphere. Yeah. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, well, I have a one-year-old at the moment, so that's probably almost all of my spare time. Um, <laughs> yes. He's looking after him. Um, I think aside from that, I really enjoy travel, which is fantastic for for work purposes because I do a lot of that. But I also live um, on the coast, uh, east coast of Australia. So we have six surfboards in the um, garage and I haven't actually been surfing for a while now um, because of the winter over here and the one-year-old. But um, yeah, I, I quite like doing that. I'm not great at it, but going for a surf in, in these kind of beaches is fantastic. Yeah, you've got the summer months coming up soon, so you have the opportunity then, presumably. Yeah, it's starting to get a bit warmer now, which is great. Yeah. Um, Damien, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I think my main piece of career advice is to to get involved in, in user groups and events and things like that um, and pay attention to what stuff you are interested in and what stuff you aren't interested in. If you can expand your wings a little bit beyond just the work you're doing day to day and pay attention to to what stuff you you enjoy then i think that's a great way of shaping your career the way that you you want it to be and finally what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you uh well i'm on twitter you know 29 hours a day kind of thing so um <laughs> demo visa on twitter d-a-m-o-v-i-s-a 
on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm starting to use that a little bit more. So yeah, if you search for Damien Brady at Microsoft, I think there's only one of me. And then everywhere else is pretty much Demo Visa as well. So demovisa.com and and demovisa at microsoft.com for email. Yeah, I, but Twitter, I'll probably respond to you pretty quickly unless I'm asleep. <laughs> right. Damien, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, lovely to chat with you too. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.